The following podcast contains adult themes and adult language. Listener discretion advised. And although we joke, if you or someone you know is affected by or a victim of domestic violence, dial 1-800-799-7233 or visit the National Domestic Violence Hotline's website, thehotline.org. It's always the husband, it's always the husband, it's always the husband, I don't keep Hi, everybody. This is Sarah. And this is Megan. You are listening to It's Always the Husband podcast. Welcome. Thank you for joining us this week. We decided to do a special Father's Day episode about dads that are dastardly, <laughs> bastardly douchebags. Douchebag dicks. That's some good alliteration yeah. right there. I know. I thought it was well done. Mm-hmm. Um, good job. For me. Yes. So get ready for a dick dad and a dad that's a dick, a straight up piss face. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I how, guess what? How, how are you? Um, still terrible. My, I had to put my precious Diego down last week and it was like ripping your soul out and pissing all over it. It was horrible. We were all like Rex, where I think the people at the vet were seriously like, we have to call like a sanitarium Maybe 40, for these people. What do you call that? A 41, 50, a 51, 50 51 for 50. all of them. We yeah. were hysterical, but it, I mean, it was time. He, he, it just was time. He wouldn't have lasted long anyway. And I think he was in pain and, and it was awful, but still it's like your baby and it was yeah. horrible. So I yeah. just wanted to say thank you to everybody who said something kind and reached out and, are donated in his name to shelters and uh, it means a lot it was a horrible few days but i'm doing okay i mean we all are i think but thank you so much the messages were beyond wonderful and really helped to read them all and everybody who has a pet goes through it and it sucks yeah but um he was well loved and he had a good life mm-hmm. yeah so he was a special dog too in a lot like, of yeah. ways. Special needs. He was special needs and you were the greatest oh, caretaker for him. He was. I yeah. Know. Yeah. I would still have him here hooked up I know to you would. life support. I know. If I could. I know. <laughs> but I know. Oh my baby. I know. I am I so know. sorry. I know. Um so we weren't feeling that funny last no, week. I just couldn't I couldn't even speak. I it was the end of the year yeah. of the, at the deodorant factory. What oh, I can't even talk. We can't because well, we our Ugh. brains have just been yeah. beaten into the ground. Um, I made a terrible mistake. Just joking. I took a new position. And yeah, she did. So that was another so part then, where I felt like I was kicked in the balls. Yeah, we were both, uh, and I'm still going to be with deodorants. I'm. Gonna just older move ones. Up to it'll older be, deodorants. It'll be lovely for you. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but uh, so that was hard too. There's a lot of emotion. Yeah. So we had the DD. We had crying. me having to leave. Yes. Constant the crying. one factory to go to another. Yeah. After 18 years, um, then so that was crying, and then Sadie graduated from high school. And that was that, crying. So that was yeah. crying. 
I basically looked like I'd been punched yeah. in the face for four days straight. By just Mike like, Tyson. I'm going to talk about that okay, later. Okay, yes. Yeah. Eyeball, eyeball. It was just like a constant punching to you the did. face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you looked like you'd been punched in the face because you had been crying so much too. So we had to have been the ugliest deodorant factory where the kids were probably like, I mean, at least God. second, second. Yeah. Ugly. <laughs> because there's always a first. Someone there else. had to be someone uglier <laughs> than us last week, but I don't know. It was something. It was very difficult week. And so I just hot mess express. I just, yeah, I, I literally would talk maybe yes. five words and then cry and, cry. and I couldn't yeah. I literally could not speak and you're and a very I don't cry I'm an emotional person yes. most other times yes. so it, it's yeah it just kind of took us all off guard and yeah. then it was just the craziest time so thank you listeners and then Nutbar has been so supportive oh, that she asked me today to take her dog to the vet her living dog Mm-mm. she asked me to take her living dog to the vet a place where I had to kill my no. dog for her today no and what does Molly do when she walks in? She takes a gallon piss right on the floor. Of course she does. She has so I'm mortified. Stones she does the, the size poor deer. She did a good job. Mount Rushmore yes. and an ear infection. The poor deer. Now she's an ear yes. infection too. And Cassie Nutbar's whole house so has good. COVID. Yeah, so they couldn't go. So of course yes. I took her. I yeah. had. You're she's such very, a good friend. Well, she was very well behaved, except for the piss. Yeah. Well, she pissed three times actually, but she, she pissed on the carpet the other times, and I didn't say, say anything, anything. But I pissed, and when it was on the floor, I had to. Um, are they saying anything about these stones? Are There's they nothing going you can away? do now. It's surgery because they said diet would fix them, and they're not moving or shrinking. They're and not. And so they said surgery, and she said this is a breed that gets them a lot. Oh, the beagle. The poor honey. No, that one that came out was like, I, how huge. did it come out of that hole? I, I don't, don't know. know. Anyway, good God. Yeah, so um, just pet problems. Between COVID and pets and But we do have some Patreon. We People do? People actually pay to listen to, we have a Patreon where you can get secret episodes just for you. They paid to listen to nothing last week. I for know. God's sakes. Yes. We um, are the worst. And... Thank you. So, Christina, Bildo, Christina, Aaron, and Karen, <laughs> and Tiffany. Aaron, Karen, and Tiffany. Christina, Aaron, Karen, Tiffany. Yes. Thank you, ladies. Wow. You, we're gonna. I'm gonna be sending you stickers. And Jennifer Center, who I'm gonna look at your Disney pictures, and she rode the brand new ride, Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy. Yeah. Um, I saw that at Epcot. Which I just read, you're not supposed to ride on a Monday, I guess, because everyone starts their vacation week since it's a new ride and everyone at Disney will flock to that and then it'll be super crowded, I guess. That's a tip. Um, Just the tip. Hot hot tip. Hot dick tip. Hot tip. Jennifer Center, I never did your Momoa. She's a Momoa and we didn't do a Momoa because I have poop brain, piss brain, poop, piss brain. (laughs) So we are going to do a Momoa just for you. Here it comes. Right now. I dig it. Isn't his voice handsome? God, I love him. He is. Every time. And hopefully Aquaman too. Not to talk about Amber and Johnny, but people are saying they're going to boycott Aquaman 2 because she's in it. And I feel bad. Jason just wants to be Aquaman. He can't help that she's in it. Yeah. 
I don't know. That whole thing came down to it was just like so many things. One that after another. Yeah. Yes. It was know. just insane. The week yeah. the whole week was insane. It was. It was a lot of it was a lot. Yeah. Life really hits you all it, at once in the balls. It sure did. Yep. It sure does. Um, do you do you have a glitter that got you through mm-hmm. this goddamn shitter? Mm-hmm. I do. What is it? Um, so I did a lot of, along with a lot of sad things, I obviously, Sadie graduating from Yay! high school was Chach a huge glitter it. in the shitter. She yeah. made it. She looked beautiful. Um, that was fun. I went to Eric Church concert, who, if you mm, have been yeah, listening well, for a while, you know, second to Boys to Men. I just And don't maybe JoJo it. is third. Okay, so it's maybe third, Eric Church. Um, I, I know you know. don't love my country. I mean, some, no, no, you don't. don't. Um, that's okay. But I loved it. And Phil and I went and we went with listener Kelly. Oh, that's Kelly nice. Moppin and her hubs, Jesse Moppin. And uh, we had the greatest time and got a little crunked up Good. and uh, it was fun. And, but anyway, what got me through was to Sadie's graduation, I ordered a dress from Amazon I ordered two dresses from Amazon, and they are both number one in my book. I oh, will good! Put the links on our Facebook bo- yeah. book page. But um, I wore one on Friday to the graduation ceremony, and I got so many compliments on it, and it was super comfortable. And I have like because I'm old and I have a gunt. Right. I don't want like a lot of tightness. No. And then I also want sleeves to cover up my fat arms. And so this fit the bill. Sees Is it a hazmat suit? It was. <laughs> and then I just belted it. Or and a so beekeeper scarf. I just belted it and put on some wedges yeah. and I was ready to go. Hot. Yeah. No, I saw pictures of your so, graduation. It's yes. the prettiest thing ever. I, I didn't know that one. was one of them. It yeah, comes in it's all gorge. different colors. And then I got another dress that everybody loved that I put my uh, deodorant factory jean jacket over. And that too was a hit and everybody loved. And then I wore it to my, uh, like, basically my son that I never had. Uh, I wore it to but his you did graduation. Have a son. I did have a son. But this not was my this first son. one with uh, my best friend Jules. So he graduated and we had his party on Sunday that I went to. And so I wore a different dress. I got two dresses and they, they both were very were really lovely. Cute. Yeah. I like how she mentions all the time, like her other best friends, like Julie and Kelly Conley Ryder and how they're um, her soulmates and her best friends. No. And I'm just sitting here in no. my own diaper. You know, you're my bestie. Notice how I had to turn it around to me, your story also, about your dresses. Also, you were supposed to come to Julie's, to Ethan's graduation. I know. I, too, I'm glad it. I'll see her at Sadie's, though. I miss her. Yeah. I so, miss her. That's, they were, they're gorgeous dresses. I you did a really good job. Relatively inexpensive. You did a really good yeah, job. Yeah, they were like 40 bucks a piece, and I th- I've already, yeah, I'll get a lot of wear All out right. of them. Yeah. What about yours? I like... And I, until I went to Disney World, again, Jennifer Center, I'm bringing it mm-hmm. back. She she loves when Always I bring Disney, Disney World. I know. Um, I never liked ice coffee. Mm-hmm. I The whole, I, I didn't really ever like coffee until I was like 35. I never, okay. ever drank it. Um, and I never liked ice coffee. I didn't, I just didn't even get the idea. Like, why? Okay. 
Um, and then Rachel, my daughter, loves it. So mm-hmm. we were at Disney World in August because that's the great temperature time to go. Again, it's surface of the sun. And we are both see- see-through skin. As you remember, we put on the... Yeah. M- we always wear the mineral sunscreen. And so we even look whiter because <laughs> it's so white chalk. Vampire, yes. vampire with cholera. Because yes. yep. you look very ill, a very ill vampire. And so people clear out of your way. That also helps with crowds. And people recoil when you walk by <laughs> and they move to the side because you look like you have some sort of 17th century disease and you're walking through. Anyway, Rachel said she was going to go get an iced coffee. I said, okay. And then whatever she ordered, it was some vanilla, whatever. And I said, just get two, whatever. And mm-hmm. of course, I then I had to use my wrist thing and pay for it, of course. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, or, well, her, my money was on her wrist, too. So she learned that yeah. right away. Right away. Would pay just... for it. Because she can, your kids pay for everything with their magic yeah. band. Just be aware of that. If you go to Disney yeah. the first time, your money's on your kid's wrist. They scan that shit yes. everywhere. And they yep. end up buying everything. Yep. Um, and it was, del- and then I became addicted to iced coffee. It was delicious. I loved it. And so I make my own at home all the time. And I used to buy like a Starbucks. You can just go to Target and buy like an iced coffee already made and mixed. Uh-huh. Um, and I have my own like sauces I like and my cream and stuff and make a mixture of it with ice and mix it all together. Uh, but I tried this kind called Busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y. Okay. And that I like. And I don't know if it's just, it's a Minnesota company. So I don't know if it's just in Minnesota, if they've spread out. Um, but it has like a really strong coffee flavor too. Because sometimes in the iced coffee, I feel like the Starbucks kind, you can buy um, cold, like cold brew even. Mm-hmm. Um, and it loses some of the coffee taste. It's kind of weak, I guess. Okay. It don't have that. And then when you add your flavor or whatever, mm-hmm. vanilla or cream to it, it just ends up you don't get that coffee one, but this is like a stronger coffee. It just seems really strong and pure, I guess. I don't know, like homemade. It's the closest okay. to homemade. So it's B-I-Z-Z-Y cold brew. Um, if you see it, I know they're in high V's if you're Minnesotan and maybe around, but it, it it's really good. I've just, I've been buying the shit out of that. It's at Target. Okay. Um, it's delicious. Hmm. If you make your I've never own. seen it. Yeah. I don't yeah. usually drink cold iced coffee. I yeah, like I said, I didn't I only about four years now I have. I enjoy the hot. Yeah, variation. I know you like your hot. Yeah. But I really I like all it. summer I do iced yeah. coffee and it's delicious. Yeah. Delicious. Um, Great. Yeah. So try that if you are into iced coffee, if you drink it. Um what about our shitstorm of a podcast group? Who is your podcast funny? Well, Facebook I was going to say all I was just going to thank all of the wonderful Diego comments. That was your favorite. Um Yeah, I mean that <laughs> obviously. Yes. Um but also if I last week I had the like the shit's creek comparing yes. Alexis and what's his name to Charlotte and George? Because they are. It was, and Alexis I've been and David. Yeah, David. Yeah. And I watched the Jubilee um, as much as I yeah, could. Yep. And I have my husband's cousin is there too, so she was taking like firsthand pictures. And she's English um, too. And just watching it all. And how those about that two, little shit? Oh, little uh, Louis. Little Louis. He, yeah. he is. Uh, hellion and yeah. I love it yeah. he's just like balls to the yeah. wall 
and Catherine is just, you know, like, please, please have a stop seat. Stop it. Please stop it. Have a seat. That is inappropriate. And Charlotte is like the little general. She's like side The queen calls her the everybody. general, yep. and George and Louis are her little soldiers. Yep. And she was just telling Louis to sit down, and she was ripping his hand out of his mouth and <laughs> telling him to behave. Oh, I just love all three of them. And George is all like posh and behaved and. Oh, I think they're cute. Mm-hmm. They're never going to be able to escape out late at night and no. booze it and smoke pot in a cornfield. No. But you know what? They have crowns. They so do. I don't know. I guess there's a given. We take. don't have one. We don't have that. They have gold coming out of their buttholes. Mm-hmm. I guess that's okay. And I just have hemorrhoids. Well, come say, come saw. Is that what they say? <laughs> I don't know. What was yours? You had some good ones. I had so many. I couldn't even put them all together. I loved, uh, first of all, Beth McDermott taunted me with the uh, meme with the volcano. Of course. The Yellowstone volcano. That works every time. no you know is my trigger. Yeah. And uh, then I loved uh, the Harriet Olsen meme, who was the original Karen. She was. And if she oh didn't have Nels to balance her out, and what would she be like? Because Nels always let her kind of go. And then he reined her back in. Yeah. And she would always listen to Nels after a while. Yeah, she did calm and down. And sometimes Nels would have enough and he left a few times. And he yeah. would storm out. He would and then mad. she would yeah. realize Nels was her life and try to behave. And what I really loved was that someone else loves Little House like we did. Like somebody in the meme universe made up, like was like Harriet Olsen. I Olson. think people are, love Little House. You do? I think they do. I feel like we're the only ones. I don't know. I think people love Little House. Even they remember when Carrie fell down the well. well yeah. They remember like baby Jessica yeah. did in, in the eighties. Yeah, baby life. Jessica probably watched uh-huh. that episode and said, Suck it, Carrie, you dick. I really fell down a fucking yeah. well. You're just an I actress. Know. Yeah. Um all right, I love that one. And then uh the best the thing we laughed super hard about was Laura Dean Clouk or Clouky had that article of Julia Roberts oh. and it said Julia Roberts holes get better with age instead of rolls. They wrote holes. Holes. And someone read that. You know, someone read that and still let that go and did not Several say. Several people had We're talking to. about her holes. And her holes probably do get better with age because she can afford to get vagina rejuvenation and pla- and butthole. And her butthole surgery. doesn't have hemorrhoids. Oof, she gets no. that taken care of, and it's probably bleached and waxed really well. <sighs> and our holes with age are, are vile, torn up, literally torn up, vile, stink. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, stink terribly sorry julia they humiliated you and you probably went you'd probably rolled with it because again you have gold coming out of your butthole yep oh julia and your holes and i just have external hemorrhoids yeah we just some people really get lucky in life and some people really just congrats on your holes julia what about you my holes Oh, wait, we already talked about your sad one. All right, let's get to our our murder here. 
Um, I'm sorry to those that hate our beginning talk, but what are you going to do? Fast forward. That's what fast forward buttons are for. I don't know. Take your hand, stretch it out, push skip. (laughs) Um, Otherwise, listen up and just enjoy some people talking. Dax Holt loves our banter. And he's famous. Mm -hmm. He's handsome and famous. Mm -hmm. Again, lucky. Born handsome. All his holes are probably intact. <laughs> he too. can afford to have good holes. Jesus. Uh, we watched a quality show called Swamp Murders. Mm-hmm. We had watched a Swamp Murders before. They're the ones that put the real life interviewees in front of Wolfman Full Moon backgrounds where a uh, werewolf will come out. Yeah, they have like the fake full moon swampy scary background and you're just waiting for, you know, the wolf man to come Mm -hmm. out and he never does because that would be really exciting. So Swamp Murders, we started right at the beginning. It's season one, episode one called Multiple Personalities. And the year of this crime, this murder was 1987. Another great year. I think 1984 maybe is the best year ever. 87 isn't too far behind. I was in seventh grade, first year of junior high. Um, We had a dean in our junior high Mm -hmm. um, that even if you saw him, you would shit your pants because he was so mean and he walked around <laughs> with giant those giant gardening shears that could cut through a lock what in the fuck because even if you said anything about your locker he would cut your lock off and say figure it out and then you would always have to buy a new lock <laughs> oh and so you never fucked around what a psycho yeah okay. i mean if you got in trouble in class you knew your ass was going to be handed to you because this guy i never did but this guy was a badass and i just remember that him being scared my first year there of the guy with the shears is going to cut off your lock and tell you to figure it out no doubt that's what i'm gonna do at the deal just walk around with a pair of gardening shears scream figure it out <laughs> no. that's, what that's what i'm gonna do i was singing i will love you so for always oh, remember that song yes i sang that in like my i don't know what grade was i in sixth grade fifth grade um choir concert with jeremy crumweedy was the boy and i was the girl we that oh, was how cute. our favorite song um, so this is what you did in 1987. You would run to your mailbox. Me, who lived in a town, my mailbox was just like right across the street from my driveway. So it was like a little bit of a few steps. Um, I had to run Yours down was, my gravel lane. Yes, 200 miles away. I probably rode my bike down yeah. there to get the mail. And you would get the mail and in it would be your Teen Beat magazine. Obviously. And so on the heartthrobs of 1987. Who were they? Kirk Cameron. Which some of you now thinking of Kirk Cameron now, he's a puke pail. Gives you the he's a dick cheese. Yeah. Um, but back then he was cute. Show me that smile again. Michael J. Fox. Um River Phoenix, R.I.P. I don't think I never got I didn't really ever get the he was a bit emo before emo i don't know i didn't think he was um for some reason they had bruce willis on this teen beat and i feel like he was a grown man they had tom cruise Mm -hmm. i don't know the Corys, of course yeah yep 
Um, Mackenzie Aston. I Sean Aston's little brother. Mackenzie Aston. Yes. He was in, wasn't he in the Facts, facts of Life? Life. He yeah. was adopted by yep. by Phyllis or what was her name? Uh, Mrs. Mrs. G's G. sister. Mrs. G. Oh, died, Cla- and then Cloris Leachman came. Yeah. I think she was yeah, yeah, Phyllis yeah. or yep. something like that. Um, Harry Hamlin was the sexiest man alive. I mean, was okay. he on LA Law then? Or yes, something? I think yeah. he must have been. Um, the vi- the hottest video game was Mike Tyson Punch Out. Oh no! So Mike Tyson punched us in the eyes mm-hmm. last week. Um, but that maybe people remember playing that on your Nintendo. Uh, your toys were micro machines. I forgot about those. Remember, yeah. and didn't that dick who talked really fast? Yes, Wasn't he did he the, the guy. Yeah. yeah, pogo. Everyone had pogo balls, which were like mm-hmm. round, and you jumped on them. We never could have them because it popped the shit out of oh, them on the gravel roads. I we guess. never got one. Yeah. Um, baby Jessica was literally in the well. I wrote <gasps> oh, we this. Just talked about it. We did. I just wrote down. Crazy. Baby Jessica I didn't was even in the well. know it. Um. For some reason, Bud Light had a spokes dog. Yes. His name? Yes, Bud's McKenzie. And then all sorts of companies had fucking spokes animals. And I guess that's fun. Domino's had that idiot, what was that idiot noid or something? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yes. Um, movies, I've mentioned before in 1987, but The Lost Boys, I don't know if I talked about that. Oh, that had some, that had the Corys. It had Jason, Jason Patrick. Patrick. It had Kiefer Sutherland. Yep. Um, that's all I remember for it. Jennifer Connelly. Yes, she in but that? she no. It no, was there's she, a girl the, uh, with yes. black hair in it. Um, she. I'm gonna look it she up. She was the other. She was in a few other things. <sighs> Who's that girl with Madonna? I wanted Madonna's I movies to be good, Who's and they just never that were. Girl? Never were. And everyone was watching DuckTales. I didn't like DuckTales. I think my sister did. Jamie Um, Gert. That was it. She was in a ton of shit, too. Yep. Um, All right. We're going to go to November 22nd, 1987. We're going to go to the uh, lovely, maybe, town Mm -hmm. of Chesapeake, Virginia, Mm. where it's described as a good community with good schools really um patriotic okay <laughs> okay um this weird um this one started weird it started off real weird yeah and then it took a hard left and then it just went in that direction <laughs> um this 24 year old weird dick named wesley Lindquist, and he's a handyman but who the fuck cares and this dick is driving in his truck or car i don't know he and was he, a devout member. Yeah, this fucker just got done going to church. Of the so this white one must have been harvest a, assembly of God. Who knows what that is? Uh, but he was. And did you notice he was wearing a shirt and tie? That's yes. what I feel like people need to dress up for church. But you said no, that, that we don't do they that. Don't. We wear a jeans and a t-shirt. Do you wear like a I'm with this dick and an arrow t-shirt? Yes, usually, like or that like, a, like a heavy drinking, like yeah. hungover t-shirt. And then do you wear like... Does Phil wear real tight jeans or his bulge is just pressed to the side? When does he not wear That's tight? That's true. Clothing. Tight everything. Yeah. Um, 
I appreciated the tie and shirt. I don't know. I think when you go to Assembly of God, you have to be. Yeah, maybe you do. Yeah. So this dick is all panicking. They're pretty, they're pretty evangelical. Oh. They they really oh, are. They are. Yeah, oh they are. And they like to do a, the well, hand waving. Well, no wonder why he's fucking the, freaking yeah. out. So yep. he's freaking out in his car and he starts mumbling to himself and starts reading or saying Bible verses and he's freaking out in mm-hmm. about abstaining from fornication. Mm-hmm. So that means he must have either porked some girl mm-hmm. or he wants to pork some girl or he's feeling guilty about porking some girl that, or he porking a dude. That could be too. Yeah. And so he's all nervous and his pastor either said something that yes. set him off and now he feels like he's going to hell because he looked at some girl's tits or some guy's bulge. Mm-hmm. And who cares, Wesley? No one. <laughs> Wesley is so upset about his bulge staring. And staring at that giant baseball bulge. Mm-hmm. And as Jamie liked bulge, he's a bulgeaholic. And he can't handle it. He gets out of his truck and he walks over to the stink swamp. And he's at the swamp. He's going to throw some stones. Yes. Into and this. Like, is it supposed to be like a sins. casting stones? I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. Um, so he's throwing a stone for every bulge he's stared at that <laughs> day. And it's a hell of a, a lot. a lot already. And he's chucking these stones. And morning. He, he is at the swamp that the town calls the Great dismal yep and that's very dramatic and i kind of like that i can't it's very literary i think i don't know it seems it's like, like southern something goth. Yeah. yeah it does yeah. doesn't it mm-hmm. i kind of liked that it's like a like in a flannery o'connor yes O'Connor book or, or some sort of what paint is place flannery yeah o'connor yeah that's it just who does. it is god i'm so dumb that's my i don't know okay, yeah that's what it is um it's a wilderness area that's 100 thousand acres of swamp and as someone is describing it to us the virginians they say water it's a whole lot of water and we say water and they say water um but good for you wesley's throwing out these stones fretting about looking at tits or dick (laughs) and feeling like he's going to hell and then his brain the first thing that comes to his brain is geez there's a blow-up doll in the water and he wants to hump it yeah oh for sure he does so he reaches into the water this stank swamp that who knows what is in there snake i'm sure snake and he reaches for the blow-up doll's foot because he wants to hump it or something (laughs) and yet it's not a blow-up doll Mm -mm. it is a corpse a Mm. dead naked corpse of a young woman he grabs the foot and blood still is pouring out he drops it he does the right thing right away he calls the police and we see marty williams who is a detective he's retired at this point but i thought marty williams was super professional i certainly did too he had a white like Wilford Brimley mustache. mustache. He looked like a non-diabetes Wilford Brimley. <laughs> like if Wilford Brimley never had diabetes, he would look like this guy, a little bit peppier, a little bit thinner. <laughs> yeah, non-diabetes. And so Marty was seemed like he was on the ball with everything. Mm-hmm. He seemed totally with it. They pull the body from the swamp. 
this weird dick wesley bulgeaholic is still to the side mumbling to himself and all the police there kind of they i literally said they thought he was like a fucking weirdo well i mean the poor guy he stopped because he felt like he was supposed to abstain from fornication and there was a dead naked girl right in front right. of right i mean like, he's probably freaking out at the messages yeah, he's, he's like what is happening yeah. is yeah my but they spiritual rule, yeah. life is right they rule shambles. out wesley because his story he called the police right away he stayed there his story is so fucking weird that you know, like he didn't do it. So they rule him out, but he's still there as they're doing this. Mm-hmm. They pull the body out, lay it down next to the swamp and notice that there are 27 yeah. bullet wounds, 27 yep. in her body. Mm-hmm. This is where we see um, the defense attorney that later on defends the criminal We'll find out. His name is John Morrison. And I wrote, he has Maria hair. As in, how do you solve a problem like Maria? Um, So picture Maria from Sound of Music. She Mm -hmm. had that kind of very short bang. And then very short bang. And then a very, like, to the ear. Comb over feather. Yes. He had her hair. He sure did. But gray. Yep. He had her hair. Yep. Um, It was an exact copy Fraulein Maria. Yes, Fraulein Maria's hair. But a gray-haired man. Yes. They thought the body possibly might have been dumped because they didn't really notice a lot of blood around the body. Uh, But as they were looking around the ground right next to the swamp, they see holes, all sorts of holes in the ground. And they realize that's where the bullets had gone through her body into the ground and they realized oh my god she was shot happened right, right there here mm-hmm. uh, they look in these holes trying to dig out bullet casings and they find none so all 27 bullet casings had been dug out of the ground by the criminal who did it the murderer mm-hmm. and taken with him which is fucked to shoot that many times and take off her clothes because they did find her clothes in the swamp. Make her naked and put her in there after shooting her 27 times. It's yes. like the most fucked scene ever. Yeah. The bullets, um, they figure were a 22 caliber about. I don't know why, how they figured her out. But she. they figure she had recently been gunned down. And she's a Jane Doe at this point because she doesn't have really any insect animal bites also you know, you like put a, yeah a gator didn't eat her right or, or whatever she's not yeah. marked up so they think she had been killed literally the mm-hmm. night or it's less than 24 hours yeah. it's less than a day yeah of her clothing they found she had a green sweater on and then they just find a black teddy that she was wearing under it no pants but she must they figured she had pants on, but they're in there somewhere. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. But that's all they found. The killer shot her and killed her, they figure, stripped her naked, and then shot her 26 more times. Un- unbelievable. They had just said this. They had never seen anything like this. They were talking about this is just completely bizarre right. and a crime of passion, obviously. At the same time, this morning, so after church time or whatever... A man named Tom Bonnie goes into the police station to report his daughter, Kathy Bonnie, as missing. And Kathy is 19. Now, in the reenactment, 
I want you to picture this. I want you to picture Danny DeVito. <laughs> but Danny DeVito is playing George Washington in a Branson community theater. <laughs> so picture Danny DeVito in a George Washington wig. You can picture like white gray on the side, like the fancy George Washington wig, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of a curl up on the side. Mm. Um, doesn't need the tricorn hat, but maybe could have it. But Danny DeVito, that <laughs> is the actor portraying Tom Bonnie. Okay. I mean, exactly. So picture that in your head. So this Tom Bonnie, little Danny DeVito, George Washington comes in. And the detective or the police officer taking his statement is thinking, holy shit, we just dug a body out of the swamp of a young woman. Is this his fucking daughter? You know, we don't know. So they don't really say anything to him yet that your daughter might be the one that's dead in the swamp. Right. Uh, Detective Williams, though, is putting it together. Like, possibly we have a missing person and then we find this body Let's see if there's a connection. Detective Williams then takes the statement and goes to the Bonnie house just to look around and say, could this be, could our body or Jane Doe be Kathy Bonnie? Mm-hmm. The Bonnie household is Tom, George Washington, Danny DeVito, his wife, Dorothy, who is kind of like, um, I forget which movie it's from, but it's like the this mute wife. <laughs> is it? Is it Princess what? Bride? I don't know. No um, one is mute in the Princess. Bride. No, it's like I don't know. But in the Princess Bride, she kind of does remind me of the torture chamber guy, Bonnie. I mean, the wife Dorothy. Um, but there's I don't know. It's a movie. It's in my head, okay. and I picture it, okay. but I can't. Um. I can't put it together. Anyway, she's a handsome woman. The reenactor is a handsome woman. Mm -hmm. There are six kids in this family and their ages are 19 all the way down to one. No, You're almost free. You're free with the 19 year old. You're free, but you have a one year old and then you have to go through preschool all over again and all that fucked shit about bringing oh i have to bring a feather in a bag to school today and you gotta find a fucking feather to put in a fucking plastic (laughs) paper bag to give to this dick kid to bring this preschool and then you gotta get him into kindergarten they have to do kindergarten testing and then you're embarrassed because your fucked kid doesn't even know all the colors and they don't even know words and then you, they point to letters and your dumbass kid doesn't even know. And you say, you know these letters. And your kid is like, I don't know. And then you die of humiliation. And then you go through all the fucking field trips. Yes. All that torture. That's what you did. You have a 18-year-old guy oh, these I am kids living that life. <laughs> that are in elementary school still. Oh, How do you go through it again and again? I have a first grader and a graduate. Oh, you still have to go through Christmas parties where you have to bring like gingerbread house mm-hmm. shit. And then mm-hmm. you forget. And then your kid cries all day. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Making Rachel was diabetes. So I had to make lunch for her every day and write down all the. Oh, God. Oh, I just couldn't do it. I can't do it. Oh, my God. Anyway, 
as detective williams is there he's realizing this family is fucked they're struggling a lot tom has his own business that's doing i guess okay it's kind of like a salvage yard but they in the south we call that a junkyard that's so yeah. a junkyard but they said that they could tell that there was like some stress like financial obviously when you have a lot of kids there's a yes. financial struggle. no matter yeah. what you there's yeah. a financial struggle yeah. when you have any kids mm-hmm. um because then they asked i only can wear white pumas when rachel was in seventh grade so i bought her white pumas when i didn't even have any money and they were like 66 dollars no. she wore them like once for like mm-hmm. three minutes yeah. oh God. I remember white pumas. And then the white Crocs. They all had to have a white. Remember Everyone, that? White yes. Crocs. Oh, and then they would all go to each other's house and it was all white Crocs. And you're like, how do you know you have your own white Crocs still? Because everyone had white Crocs. Did you put on the right pair of yours and your stink feet? I know. And they never, they always no. screwed them up. I can't. 19 year old Kathy Bonnie did not come home from the night before. So Detective Williams says, all right, well, what happened? What's your story? And Danny DeVito, dad, Tom, says, yesterday, out of the blue, this guy, John, called him. Mm -hmm. And he has a black Chevy Blazer that he wanted to sell to Tom for his junkyard for parts or whatever. And Tom said, is it running still pretty well? And Tom says, yeah, it runs well still. And he wanted just $400 for it. And Tom thought, I'll take it. I can, you know, do whatever fixes to it and resell it. And Mm -hmm. then... Tom said, well, Kathy wants a black Chevy Blazer. Can you even imagine our luck that I'm going to get this black Chevy Blazer for only $400? And that's Kathy's dream car. And in 1987, I guess, black, I guess everyone had a Chevy Blazer. I guess that was, everyone had like a Ford Bronco or that was something. What, oh, wait, that yeah. was what OJ had. Yeah. yeah a lot a of people black had Chevy Blazers. Blazer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Kathy gets really excited. Tom says to her, guess what? You, this guy called and we're going to buy a Chevy blazer and Kathy hugs him and they're super excited and the reenactment and hugging and yeah. And so they said, Tom's asked the guy to meet he, Tom and Kathy at a convenience store, gas station, whatever in the neighborhood to look at the car and buy it. So Kathy, Kathy can get a look, maybe get behind the wheel and see how it goes. So they go here. Um, but telling this part of the story, did you notice was a man named Ted Schwartz? I fucking wrote his name down and I, the whole episode why was yes. he talking like that? Well, his now, teeth did not touch right. any other parts of the This teeth. is who I wrote. Ted Schwartz is an author, so he wrote the book on this crime. And yep. picture the nutty professor, but Jer- the Jerry Lewis version. Yes. He is Jerry Lewis's nutty professor. So picture that. If you haven't ever seen Jerry Lewis's nutty professor, it's fantastic. But that is this man. But gray hair. Gray hair on this guy. That is this man. And then the seventies pervert hot glasses that all of the perverts from the seventies had. Nose hair just hanging the tufts out of the nose, curled around his nostrils. Yes. And then the teeth. 
Yeah, and then the nutty professor, Jerry Lewis teeth. I mean, absolutely 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the man who's telling this part of the story and then commenting throughout. And It looked like he was wearing veneers over his real teeth. Like, the teeth did not look right. Well, it looks like he put in the hillbilly fake Halloween teeth for this interview. And maybe he did in just waiting for someone to say, yeah, I don't know, something's wrong. Um, I can't believe he didn't have a speech language pathologist, though, to help him with his. his, He wasn't loved, maybe. I don't know. Shoot, Ted. Sorry about that, buddy. Um, Tom and Kathy drive up and John, the owner of the Chevy Blazer, is there at the gas station. And Kathy is super excited. She gets into the Blazer and looks over. Tom stays in their car. And watches as Kathy hops in the driver's seat of the Chevy Blazer, the John, this random stranger, grown-ass man, gets in the passenger side, and she goes off for the test drive alone with this strange man. Mm-hmm. And Tom just waves by. Um, Tom waited an hour and a half, and Kathy didn't return, so he just drove home. Yep. Even just stopping here. This is the story that Tom told to Detective Williams. And Detective Williams right away fucked. um, Thought, this is fucked. But what in the fuck? What dad? Even if you are 19, what dad would have their 19-year-old daughter get into a car and drive off with a weird ass stranger man a horrible one well a horrible one obviously but then even a cheap ass dad would at least say i'm gonna drive it and see if it works because you're probably a dumbass about cars which uh, probably maybe although you could be like julia roberts and pretty woman she knew a lot about cars who knew and holes yeah and holes but chances are a 19-year-old maybe wants her dad, who actually works on cars, to be right. in there with you to see if the car is worth it or works chances or something. Are. Why would you not get in this car and let your 19-year-old daughter drive away with some nutbag dick cheese? I don't understand. So then he goes home <laughs> and in the morning goes to bed. I would be his hysterical yeah if for a test drive that should be 10 minutes my daughter never came back i would Mm -hmm. be driving all over i would have called the police i would Mm -hmm. be hysterical i would never i would not go home or i would go home did she come home like i i I don't understand this at all Mm -hmm. he 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 goes into her bedroom and oh gosh kathy didn't come home and that's when he decided to go to the police to do a missing persons. Ridiculous. I, I don't. I, 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 I'm, I don't. So Detective Williams says, well, did you, do you know John's first name? I mean, for last name. And Tom was like, no, I didn't catch that. What was the license plate? I don't know. What year was the car? I don't know. And he says, why, why are you allowing your daughter to get in there i don't know if you don't know anything uh and the desk officer taking the report did tell them that she is an adult 
So we can't do a runaway report because there's a different report called a runaway report for teens. And so a missing persons, we need to wait 48 hours. Even though I know when family members do missing persons, it's usually because you know, this is not something my family member would do. You know, and they file the report. It's unusual. They were supposed to be at work. They didn't show up. But they say to wait 24, 48 hours. Tom's very, very upset and wants the police to get on it and try to find where she is. And police are still thinking, like, I think we know where she is. I think she's that body we found in the fucking swamp. But they can't prove it yet. So Detective Williams decides he he needs to find out more about Kathy to see if she could have ended up in the swamp. And Mm -hmm. Kathy, it ends up, as a 19-year-old, is a student. She's very outgoing. She's actually a very gifted writer and wants to Mm -hmm. be a writer. But she had to drop out of high school to work for her dad at the salvage yard. And probably because he couldn't afford either, you know, helpers or she need I don't know. Um, so she was um, kind of in a point in her life where, you know, she's working at the salvage yard, but she's actually quite intelligent and wanted to be a writer. Tom Bonnie as everyone is saying, or the detectives kind of get the first impression, loved his family. Um, He adored his wife, adored his kids. Police ask for a photo of Kathy so that they can compare it without telling him they want to look at the corpse and see. She did have her purse. Kathy, for some reason, left her purse, even though she was driving another car. I don't know. Um, And left it in the car. So why would, if she was taking off with this guy and leaving and running away, she would definitely bring her purse as well. But her purse was still with her dad. So Detective Bonnie Tooth, or Detective Williams was like, ah, that's bad. Um, But in her purse was her license. And for some reason in Virginia in 1987, their license picture was a profile from the side? I could not believe it. What in the hell? Why? What is this Barbara Streisand's license? Like where she always does from the side? What in the hell is going on that your picture for identification is from the side? How would that be helpful? Why, South? Why do you do it? How do you get into a bar? Can you turn to the side, ma'am, so I can see and compare to your license? One time I was like 35 and got carted in, we went downtown Minneapolis, and I had my glasses on but wasn't wearing glasses in my picture, and the guy was like, I don't know. And I was like, fucking fool, I am a mother What of am I, Clark Kent? Yes, you can't tell me glasses. apart from with glasses? This is- oh... <laughs> What the hell? So how did this work? I guess that's I what they know. all be drinking down there. Yeah. Ma'am, you ha- you have several double chins in your picture, but I'm not noticing. Oh, there's a double chin. Yep, come in, ma'am. Oh, my God. Oh, so Detective Williams is starting to think this story is pretty weird. It's pretty fucked. He's like, either she left with this guy, but left her purse and all of her clothes and belongings at home, or she just disappeared into thin air. And nothing makes sense. Detective Williams decides, all right, I'm going to talk to Kathy's friends. And the friends tell the real story. Dad Tom, D 
Danny DeVito, George Washington was extremely restrictive. Very, 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 mm-hmm. very, very restrictive. Kathy, as a 19 year old adult, was finally trying to like buck the system and get some freedom. Um, he monitored mm-hmm. everything she did, everywhere she went, where she spent her time. She had to stay almost in his sights all day long. Um, now they're wondering, did Kathy know this John with the Chevy Blazer and pre-plan this getaway just to completely escape her family because her dad sounds like this jail master here. Um, They still are waiting on fingerprints and person like, well, I guess they didn't have DNA, but a way to identify the body seeing if it is Kathy. Otherwise they have to, they need like two, Two lines of inquiry. Either Kathy is this body they found or Kathy is a runaway. And so they're they're waiting to see, you know, which side do we take? So the next day they go to the salvage shop where Kathy worked and Tom was there since he owns it. Tom still has not heard from Kathy, but he shows the police a letter that was in Kathy's diary that he read and he took the letter out. And it was this gross sexy sex letter to John, but not the John with the Chevy blazer, but to a John that worked at the salvage shop. Kathy was dating this John at the salvage shop and his name was John Hoskins, something like that. Yep. And Kathy wrote this sexy sex letter, like, I want to see your bulge. And Mm -hmm. can you point that wing in my direction and stuff like that. But the thing was, John Hoskins was married Mm -hmm. with a child. And And he was like two years old. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I mean, he was 20 and she was 19. Yeah. So they were young. Yeah. Um, in the reenactment, the John Hoskins married boyfriend is like this greasy kind of cute, he, like teenage looking, but kind of like, yeah. you know, he looks like kind of like a eek. Mm-hmm. Kathy is a cute little blonde. And the real Kathy was a cute blonde. Um, Tom, the dad, tells police about John and says he was fired 10 days ago because he was making eyes at his daughter. Well, he was making a lot more than eyes at your daughter, sir, which you know because you read her diary and saw that they are having an affair and that they did have sexual intercourse. Mm-hmm. They porked. They, they did. Police decide, all right, now we got to check. Now we got to track down this John. Did he kill Kathy as revenge of being fired? Now we have another suspect. So police still are trying to wait on a forensic sample from Kathy's room to test it against the swamp Mm -hmm. corpse. Mm -hmm. Kathy is, I mean, Dorothy, her mother tells police that Kathy was last seen wearing a green sweater and jeans, which matches the green sweater that was found. Um, They do get a search warrant and search Kathy's room. They find that she has writings, you know, 
she wrote articles and would write stuff and you know it was just a writer where you write in journals and she was really smart and just looked like a typical mm-hmm. teenager she did keep a diary and they did read part of that too as her father did and realized that Kathy was incredibly unhappy with her father being so conservative and controlling she could not go to the mall she could not date mm-hmm. she could not have friends she would sneak out to try to go on a date or go out with her friends but she would have to sneak and hide I mean, come on. Yeah. She's 19. Yeah. She did fall in love with John Hoskins because, or Haskins, whatever the hell it was, he worked with her and she saw him every day. Otherwise, she doesn't have any exposure to men at all. Two weeks before she disappeared, they were at work together and Kathy wrote in her diary that she knew he was married. She knew he had a child, but she didn't care. She was in love. They were having you know dalliances they weren't even really dating they would just kind of go out and go away and just kind of pork um kathy wrote in her diary after john was fired wondering i think my dad knows i think that's why he's fired he has to know yeah um detectives now are still looking for john the boyfriend to see if he killed kathy out of revenge or did kathy want to move out and did she take off with john because they're not finding john either so did kathy and john run away um now it's been three days since the body has been found in the swamp they're still not able to find john her boyfriend Mm -hmm. he's still missing and he's actually missing from his new job they went to his new job to look for him and he wasn't there the police now are trying to find the black blazer with the other john that kathy drove off in according to her father they went to the dmv and they got a list of a billion black blazers and they tried to narrow it down good luck um but at this time the information came back saying, yes, the body in the swamp was Kathy. The detectives have to go to the Bonnie house and break the news to Dorothy and Tom. Dorothy starts sobbing and crying as you would. Tom is in denial and he kind of is like, no, 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 no. And then he grabs his heart (laughs) and starts going, no, no. And then falls backwards and starts like having some sort of attack, a panic attack or something. Uh, heart attack. And of course his dumbass wife, Dorothy runs down and like, Tom, yeah, Tom, Tom. Tom. And he's like, gur, 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 gur. <laughs> and the police are like, what in the hell? And then the real Tom is seen in a flash. He went on TV to plead with the town to look for her and he's wearing a fucked tracksuit. And I thought, yeah. oh shit. Anyway, this Tom was taken to the hospital because of his reaction and it was just a hyperventil he was hyperventilating. Yeah. Yep. And so they're like, you're fucking fine, you know, go home. Um the same day the police tracked down John Hoskins, the boyfriend, and asked him like Kathy has been found dead. What in the fuck? Where were you? What are you doing? And he, they found him at his new job, this new junkyard. And he admits to the affair with Kathy, but he says, I'm embarrassed, you know, that I had this affair, but I loved her. And he's very concerned and upset that she's dead. And the cops said too, they're like, he did love her. Like yeah. he loved her. They, yeah. 
And they say, where were you? Ew, there's a spider. Ew. Um, and he said, well, when she was killed, and he said that whole day he was working on a car with a friend. The friend qualifies, or the friend says, yeah. And mm-hmm. he has an ironclad alibi. He's not a subject. So they rule him out. Police bring Dad Tom in again. They say, we need to know more about this guy, John, in the Chevy Blazer that Kathy drove off with. She was found Mm -hmm. dead after this. So we need to know what the hell happened. They get a sketch artist and they say, you need to describe to us what this John looks like. And so he's describing it in the reenactment. And then it gets finished and the police are looking at it and like giving him a look like, what the fuck? That fucker um, drew just the sketch artist ended up drawing a picture of himself. Tom was just describing the sketch artist to the sketch artist. (laughs) And so he ended up drawing his own picture. And then the police say, I was as confused and it smelled. This smelled worse than a than steak on a hog is that a southern phrase i don't know this smells worse than steak on a hog i don't know what that means Mm. but anyway so it's like he's just totally made up the picture it should have been like jack from three's company or something (laughs) like oh my god you you did jack from this is Larry from this. This is Isaiah Edwards. <laughs> oh, I took him a This is Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> yes, sir. I don't understand. I love so it. the police are like, this guy's fucked. Now, Tom here is known or was told with by friends and all of that that he wouldn't even let his daughter stay out past 9 p.m. Oh, my God. So police are wondering how, why in the hell would he let her at night drive off with some strange man? And police now are realizing that Tom probably made up this whole fucking John and Chevy Mm -hmm. Blazer story and they need to find Mm -hmm. Tom's car right away because Kathy was probably in his car before she was last seen. Um, One week into the investigation, police have finally focused on Tom Bonnie, her father as being the killer. They pull him in for another interview and they start pressing him hard on every detail and asking him to repeat all these details. And Tom starts getting frustrated and he's changing his story and he's getting all this shit mixed up and they realize, okay, we got him. We just got to get some proof here. Social services comes in and removes the five other children from the home. And I thought, wow, uh, that was good, but it takes a hell of a lot to get a child removed from a home, as we know. And that was that seemed this seems pretty efficient. So good for them. Um, Tom is devastated because his family being his family being intact was very important to him, I guess. As Detective Williams is grilling Tom, they start saying, we need to see your car. 
And Tom says, I sold my car. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Why did you all of a sudden sell your car randomly in a week? You sold your car? And he's like, yes. And then they even said, if you show us the car, we can maybe get you your kids back, which Mm -hmm. I'm sure is a lie. Yeah. Um, But Tom, after 20 days after Kathy's murder, Tom says, I found my car. And they're like, oh, great. Thanks. And Tom is at a service station garage and there's this lady that he's talking to. And then he's also on the phone talking with Detective Williams and Detective Williams says, put me on the phone with the lady at the garage. And so Tom gives the phone to the lady at the garage and Detective Williams says, this is the police. Do not let that car leave your station. We are coming right now. Do not let anyone in that car. Just keep that car fucking there. We're on our way. So, the police come to the station to look at Tom's car and Tom took off. Tom had left before the police get there. The police get in this car, Tom's car. And I have no fucking idea why Tom found this car for them because there's fucking blood stains in the car everywhere in the trunk on the ceiling on the door handle on the like sun visor all over like the driver's side and all of the blood ends up being kathy's they realize she was shot in this car first she had her bloody handprint on the car handle to get out they realized she opened the car door got out of the car and then was shot again on the ground and now they know all right her father shot her in his car uh the police um oh whoops now also talk to the bonnie children while tom is at work which i forgot this part susan yeah the next daughter and the 15 year old susan shares that tom was incredibly abusive physically mentally and at one point susan said i woke up one night and daddy was standing over me with a knife well that's horrifying Hmm. and why would he be doing that um obviously dorothy is traumatized and knows that tom is abusive but she's you know dealing also also with the death of her daughter at the same time Police narrow in on Tom and say, you are the last one to see your daughter alive. You had killed her. And Tom gets mad and, you know, it takes off at this point. So police get a warrant for Tom's arrest, but now he's disappeared. Dorothy has no idea where he went. Um, Tom also has a second vehicle, though, called a wrecker. It's like a it's like a tow truck. And the man who bought the wrecker ended up calling the police because as he was kind of repairing something, um, he was hearing a rattle in the gas tank and he took the gas tank off to try to fix it. And inside the gas tank were the 27 shell casings that were used to kill Kathy. He hid them in the gas tank of this wrecker and sold it like a dumb dipshit. Actually, that's pretty, I guess, but I don't know. Out of that. Um, 700 miles away, a police officer named Julie Schiff, and I heard it as Schitz, and I thought, oh my, you can't have a last name Schitz. No. But then it was Schiff. Yeah. Not Schitz. She pulls over Tom. I don't know what he was doing, speeding or something fucked. She runs his license and his warrant pops up for murder. 
So she arrests him and he's going, why are you arresting me? And she says, for murder. And Tom says, I never killed anyone. And she's like, yeah, right, bitch. They all say that. So he gets arrested. Detectives confront Tom and they say, we have blood in your car. That's Kathy's. Your story doesn't make any fucking sense. All of your shell casings are in the gas tank of your other car. And Tom confesses. Mm -hmm. He says he took Kathy for a ride in the car to talk about her porking this boy at work. And he read her diary and confronted her about it. And Kathy yells back. And then Tom said, something happened, but it was an accident. Um, She caused it. And she lunged at the gun. And it was self-defense. And the police are like, what? self-defense she didn't have a gun why would she lunge at you it doesn't make sense and why did you shoot her 27 times and tom looks shocked and he said i only shot her once and they said no bitch she was shot 27 times you know you know that you put 27 shells in that gas tank you know you dug 27 shells out of the ground you know you had to reload your gun it was one of those like doc holiday guns that you had to put six things in a revolver you know you had to load that again and again and again and again in the dark to shoot her you dumb bitch yeah it was a sawed off 22 caliber shotgun and tom is like acting all confused saying what are you talking about i didn't do any of that i shot her once and Police say, no, you showed her the letter, you yelled at her, you shot her in the head, but she got out of the car and you just unloaded on her and shot her 26 more times. And then you cut off your daughter's clothes and you threw her in a swamp. Mm -hmm. Tom is saying he doesn't remember any of this. Now we get to the defense attorney that had, how do you solve a problem like Maria hair Mm -hmm. and said, Tom was temporarily insane. Well, Tom is a dumbass bitch. I guess there was a Dr. Dell, who's a psychologist, called the defense attorney. And by just reading the article in the newspaper, diagnosed Tom with multiple personalities. That's not how it works, Dick Munch. No. That is Um, not how it works, poop cheese. (laughs) Get a grip, Dick. You don't diagnose someone from reading an article about him in the newspaper. They did. Then I would know that Julia Roberts had all those holes. holes. Well, yeah. Um, what in the hell? So they did have someone actually meet with him. I read this in outside information, but they he hypnotized him. So oh, maybe piss off. Maybe some guy said like he has this from the article or whatever and then i think his attorneys or something hired somebody to basically reinforce the fact that he had it or something so he hypnotized him and said that 10 personalities came out do you want to hear the names of the personalities yes is it brigitta friedrich (laughs) marta marta Oh, <laughs> and he sings so long. Kurt farewell and Greta. Yeah. Um. No. Okay. <laughs> the same goodbye. <laughs> the whistle. Yeah. It gets me every time. Da 
Yum. Okay. Uh, Tom. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. That's his, Tom. That's his first one. Satan. Oh, well, why not? Yeah. Mamie. Yeah. Of course. Demian. And Demian was, it's not demon. It's Demian. Is he just illiterate and yes. didn't know if it was Damon I mean, or I'm Demon? So. Anyone Demian? He said Demian was controlling him when he killed Kathy. Sure. Why not? Viking. Of course. Tommy. Tommy. Hitman. Yep. Preacher. Dad. And then he actually became his daughter, Kathy. Sure. And he said that Kathy still visited him every night in his prison cell. Um. Now, of course, the other side was like whoever the psychologist was like basically they had taped footage of his hypnotism and they said it was like all leading questions like did you just turn into hitman and then tom would be like yeah i'm hitman Mm -hmm. and so they said it it wasn't super legit but he did have then there was another guy who said he definitely had some mental instability and perhaps yes. had a mixed personality disorder. What this dick did is he watched Sybil on TV yeah. and he was trying for this shit. Yeah. He made it all up because he's a total wang. And why would one personality know that you shot her once and then you switch into another? I, that's not how it works. I, I don't really know how it works. But I just don't I think that's like... what happens. I feel like whatever happened. I've watched enough Days of Our Lives to know that's not that how it works. Marlena was possessed by the devil. Yeah. And that's it. Yep. Uh, the defense obviously is blaming Hitman for the murder. Demian. Well, they said Hitman in this, but oh. Demian, I guess, did it. Oh, maybe. Um, and that he has evidence of a lifelong amnesia. Not remembering shit is mm-hmm. everybody's problem. Mm-hmm poop brain yeah i know so one of his co-workers said he had a hard time remembering thing i'm like oh my god what do people say about us yeah all the time god damn you um it was a 39 day trial that's long mm-hmm. um but the jury said shit no bitch and he's guilty yeah. they didn't believe it for one second no nope. and they said the jury is his town folk and they were like we knew him forever and that bitch was crazy all the time he's just a dumbass hole and he killed her and even if he's fucking nuts he still murdered her and he admitted right. to it so right. what the right. hell he and all his personalities can go to jail and fuck off right and that's what he did um he got the death sentence mm-hmm. but it was um moved down to life without parole yeah. which i'm fine with i mean do you know what else i found in outside yes, information what? he tried to escape twice oh well one time during the trial he jumped out of a car that he was in but he was still handcuffed oh god so he couldn't go anywhere and he ran like 50 feet and then they caught him again um but the second time he was in jail it was 1994 in prison and he and another guy jumped through the trash compactor. Oh. And they wrote, there were articles that they wrote about him. Like, they were like, he died. He got smashed and compacted. But he really escaped and went to Hamilton Beach or Hampton. I don't know where the fuck he went. Um, Oh, Hampton Beach. And he was there for four days and just got caught. And he was like, we didn't really think it out. We just were like going to 
escape and he wanted to go to see his mom and Kathy's grave, he said. But then he is like, I got hurt when I jumped into the trash compactor. So I need to get caught so that I can get some medicine and eat. Oh, my God. What the fuck? He is such a weird, weird bastard. Yeah. Well, he is a dad that is a dick. That's for sure. Happy Father's Day. Yeah. Suck it, Tom. Dicks. And Demian. Suck it. (laughs) Mamie. (laughs) And Hitman. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, if you... Um, Did you know that there was a TV movie about this in 1995? It's called Deadly Whispers. It's like from the the book. book. Yeah. Yeah. But Tony Danza. Oh, my God. Is he playing Tom? Plays Tom. Oh my God! Um, Ving Rhames oh. is in it. He is a, a detective. Oh, he catches him. An actress, Heather Tom, plays Kathy. Oh, she from was Young and the Restless. Young and the Restless. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that might be good. Yeah, we should try to. We find need to watch it. that one because you know I love me some Tony yes. Danza. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. Well, that is our show for this week, and we will see you next week, or hear you. We'll hear us next week. I guess we promise we're going to have it together this summer. We will. Too. We're going to try to be better. No more dead dogs. I know. Well, and- I don't know. What are you going to do? Um, but if you want to follow us on our Facebook page, you can join that. It's pretty funny. Or we're on Twitter and Instagram. We have merchandise. Um, even Etsy, all of that. So check us out. And new Patreons, and we would your love to stickers hear. are yes. coming. And Get if you ready. could give us a review, that would be great. We've loved the reviews oh we've gosh. gotten. They've yes. been wonderful. Thank you so much. So great. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, bye.